This is Small Talk with 101 ESPN's Michelle Smallman. Presented by Liquid Spirits Beverage Catering Company. What's up? Welcome into episode 62 of Small Talk. I'm your host, Michelle Smallman. Hope you're having a good week. And as you can hear from the sound of my voice, I'm still a little bit under the weather. We had a trip to Urgy Care over the weekend. Not great. But you know what? They gave me the good drugs, so we are on the mend. But my apologies again for my voice last week during the episode with Willie Colon. It was not great. I actually saw Tommy Freeze Pops in the hallway today, and he said to me, I hope you're feeling better. I listened to the Willie Colon pod, and your voice was a little rough. And Freeze Pops was right. It was rough. So thank you for sticking with me through that. Hopefully it sounds a little bit better today. I was so sick last week that it completely escaped my mind that I needed to announce in this space what Saruti is up to. Because, you know, we'd been teasing it for a while that we weren't going to have him on the pod every week because of his new gig after he left the Volcano show. And not only did he announce it, but he is fully in swing with it. So Steve is now, wait for it, drum roll. I don't have a drum roll. He is the co-host of Scallon Pals with Brian Scalabrini, former NBA player on radio.com. So you're going to want to be sure to check it out. They're putting out great, great hoops content. You can find the links to everything, including video elements and the streaming at Saruti, C-E-R-U-T-I. That's his last name. It's not Sir Rudy. He is not a knight. Be sure to follow Steve. Make sure... Subscribe to the pod, do everything you can, because even though we miss him here every week, we certainly want to make sure we support him and all of his endeavors. And we're going to use Saruti as a transition here, too, because speaking of Saruti and Tom, I kind of miss the BS element of this podcast. That's what so many of you liked about the pod. It was just the three of us talking about random topics. And since we don't have them with us anymore, it's been more of an interview format. Yeah, we've been BSing, but it wasn't the same. So what I'm going to do is I want to bring in someone here in the building here in St. Louis. I just want to kick some topics around, kind of like old times. We're going to throw it back. So I was thinking, hmm, who is in-house that I want to chat with? And this was the first name that came came to mind. If you're in St. Louis, you certainly know who she is. If you're not, I'm going to let her introduce herself. I'm so pumped to be joined by Lux, who you hear in St. Louis on air, spinning your hottest alternative hits on 105.7 The Point. But Lux, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. Welcome to Small Talk. I'm so glad we're back. I'm glad. Yeah, you're glad we're back to normal. Okay, so for our audience who doesn't know you, give them some background on you. Tell them about what they need to know about Lux. Okay, um, I was born in St. Louis. I'm born and raised here. Uh, so, of course, I went to Parkway Central High School. The first thing any good St. Louisan does is shout out to their alma mater. Not college, uh, but high school. And it would get tricky. I went to like four colleges, so we don't even want to go there right now. All right, let's not. Um, but I've been on St. Louis radio since 2007. I was on the point for like literally a couple months shy of 10 years and they moved me to uh, the next door station which is now 96.3 which no longer is even in our wheelhouse but I went from afternoons to mornings for 11 months and then I popped back on the point and I've been there for two years and then Hubbard came in and scooped us up uh, from Emmis and uh, now I'm here with you 105.7 The Point down the hall from ESPN. I know I feel like an honorary point member now. You are. Because I was on the morning show for so long that I never got to see anybody from the point or hang out with them and now I'm like oh my god I was hanging with the ratio oh I was hanging with Lux like yeah, all my friends are at on the, the point now you were at the Black Keys the other night and that's one of our point concerts Donnie was there you were there hanging out with some of our point workers and stuff like that. So, you're, yeah, you're honorary 105.7 The Point. You're I'm in. just representing, right? You're for in. Hubbard. Since you are a girl in rock, which I think is so cool, you know, as like a female in sports, people are always like, oh, you know, what's it like to be a woman in oh, yeah. sports? I'm more interested in what it's like to be a woman in the rock world. That has to be a very interesting thing to navigate, I'm sure, so we're going to get into all of that. But first things first, all right, so I did go to Black Keys, as you mentioned. Yes. And... 
I was so pumped to see them live. They're they were fantastic. Amazing. Of course. And we get there and our boss, Tommy, shout out to Tommy, he's the best. I had told him I wanted to go and he's like, well, I'm not going to go so you can just have my seats. I was like, great, I'll just have oh, your seats. The boss's seats the, are always the best seats. They were amazing. Ooh. But with them came a backstage pass. Oh, even better. And I've never been backstage at a concert before. So I was like, oh my God, this is going to be so sick. And it was down at Enterprise Center, right? Yes. So they've got some like really cool like rooms for it. Well, do they? Because I didn't know. <laughs> so we get uh-oh, we uh-oh. get down there. We have the backstage passes. I'm yeah. so hyped. We walk in. It's a little tiny room, four tables, black tablecloths. <laughs> no one is in there. They have like five solo cups and two half open bottles of Pinot Noir. <laughs> and I'm like, is this the rock and roll lifestyle? So like, that's real. That is real. So I want to ask you: Is that what it's normally oh like backstage? Is this kind of just like a propaganda machine for clients or whatever? Yeah. to go down there or is it actually cool at other concerts? Wow, it's it's honestly it's really diverse. Um, I remember the first year I got into radio, um, one of the first concerts that I ever went backstage to was Motley Crue and it out at the amphitheater and it was like Motley Crue and like some 41. It was called the Carnival of Sins Tour. Ooh. So I was like, man, Aggressive. this is going to be crazy. And it really was. Was it? Tommy Lee was drinking. Sins? He was drinking after his show and he still had his face paint on from the night before, which was like a skeleton face, but he had sweated. So it had like sweated off. And you know that man is ancient at this point and he has gorgeous cheekbones, but ooh, when they are accentuated by like the black contouring of a skeleton face paint. It is aggressive. But they were back there and they were drinking and I was like, this is crazy. And then I get hired at the radio station like maybe a couple months later um, and I go to the first backstage. I'm like, this is so great. Literally nothing. Like absolutely nothing. And that's like, I think that's a majority of it and it really depends on the atmosphere. I've been to ones where, like like that where it's, I think they want to have like maybe a meet and greet with the band. So they set up this area, but then they don't put a lot of effort into it. They're like, oh, here's, here's some of this, here's some of that. And then I've seen ones where they have a giant backdrop with the artist's name on on it and you get like bags of stuff when you leave and that's so cool and also it doesn't I think it doesn't matter genre I've only been to one country concert ever and which it was one? Rascal Flats okay <laughs> which I think was a good starter because they are huge yep. and they have lots of hits and um it's not generally my type of music I don't think I have anything country on my playlist uh but man they partied and they like decorated the room they had like curtains and stuff or like sheets over lights so the lighting was very cool and they were playing music and they had like a full bar set up and I was like oh, this is so cool this is what the country fans do like come on and I would be lying if I said I didn't uh witness exotic dancers backstage at amphitheater once for a festival because that has happened before where I've been asked hey do you know anybody and I'm like oh you know actually I've got a couple girlfriends who work down because in St. Louis you know everybody there's somebody who works down in the east and they say okay great Hire them to come out to Maryland Heights, which, of course, has a funny rule where you uh, you can't strip down lower than your bikini. So these girls, like, they're like, oh, heck yeah. I get to do, like, half my job and still make money. And the people handing me dollars are all rich rock stars. Absolutely. And they clean house. Oh my so God. It, really, it really just depends. Sometimes there's absolutely nothing going on. Or Papa Roach, the last time they were here, they had, like, a basketball hoop for his kids. And, like, the kids are doing all sorts of stuff. And Allison Chains had um, 10 of their bus drivers, the truck drivers, um, rescued dogs um, from a, like, dog sanctuary they ran across. So there were 10 dogs, and they weren't, like, little tour dogs. It was, like, greyhounds and, like, Aussie doodles and stuff, like, walking around on leashes. So you just, backstage can be either or. But we need to get you to a more exciting environment than four tables with 
black table covers. Yeah, I tweeted out the photo. I was like, I was not prepared for the rock and roll lifestyle. It was so, <laughs> such a bummer. Okay, wait. <laughs> you guys I, are doing it up. I know. And I, that's what I, ex- not necessarily black keys to have strippers there because yeah. that's not really their vibe, no. I don't think. They're, no. They're more like, maybe we'll smoke some weed and yeah. play video games type yeah. guys. I say that as if I know well, them, which I, I don't. I've interviewed them a few times, and they're very, very intelligent, highly intelligent okay. gentlemen, and very, very deep into their artistry. Oh, so okay. so uh, they take themselves seriously. They take themselves very seriously. Mm-hmm. And I have done a backstage with them before, and it was a meet and greet, and there was like maybe eight or ten of us, and we were all radio people from different stations, so it was really strange. But they did have a full bar, which was really great, until I walked directly up to it to make myself a drink. The first person to approach the bar, because that's me, that's who I am, and I opened a Sprite that had been shaken, and the thing sprayed everywhere. And I was like, cool, I'm going to look great in this meet and greet photo. And it did. I was going to say, and you probably, you probably looked more rock and roll than they did. Put a scarf around my neck, played it off. Totally fine. I love that. What is the coolest backstage experience you had? What's the band and what's what was the lamest? Oh, man. That's really tough because there's so many good bands that like get together and do stuff. Recently, I went up to Columbia, Missouri um, to see Young the Giant play. I'm a huge Young the Giant fan. And they have been a band for a really long time. They've been putting out solid hits for a really long time. But they finally hit their very first number one at Alternative Radio with one of their recent singles. And so the label had given me tickets and, you know, come backstage and there was a cake and they were all so excited. And I've interviewed them so many times that we feel like friends. So I thought that was like, you know, those are really special mm-hmm. backstage moments. As much as I love watching the girls dance and me take my drink next to, you know, this guy and that guy who won't name, but I'm like, oh man. And then sometimes you're just like, has absolutely nothing or they like are very serious about it. Stiefel Theater, I think um, they they have very, everything's so nice there. So mm-hmm. um, their backstage is very kind of buttoned up. And very and the security is very buttoned up, so I feel very buttoned up and stressed. So they're like, "Do you have your pass?" I'm like, "Yes, I have my pass." Like I've been working there and doing shows there for a really long time. But yeah, those kind of experiences where I'm like, "Oh," or even the artist is like, "Yeah, it's me, man." You know, like those like stressful, very buttoned up backstage experiences that are very professional and, and secure stress me out a little bit. So I guess those would be my least favorite. So speaking of stress, <laughs> uh, I need to tell our listening audience what you did. Oh God, on I, our company email. Yes, please. This is you know. Oh, you just go ahead. I, okay. I embarrassed myself, but it's good. So listeners of this podcast are familiar with Tommy Freeze Pops. You know Tom. Mm-hmm. He produces The Bernie Show. Yep. So people would always ask him, how did you get your nickname Freeze Pops? And he got it because of what you did. So to tell that story oh, and then to tell your story. I want to hug him. Right. So when Tom <laughs> got to ESPN, he was trying to be super nice. He brought a bunch of popsicles, a.k.a. Freeze Pops. Yeah. Put them in the community fridge. <laughs> sent out an email. What he thought was to ESPN Radio All, but it was ESPN All. So over 8,000 global employees. Oh. He oh. sent an email out saying, hey, I'm Tom. I'm new. There's Freeze Pops in the fridge. Are in the freezer, oh. and everybody was like, "What the?" Heck? Including yeah, the president like, people, of ESPN, people everybody. in New York, people yep. in Chicago, people in Miami, South America, <laughs> everywhere. Oh my god, everywhere! I instantly feel so much better. Oh god, I needed that. So I wake up this morning, <laughs> and our girl Lux here has very bravely sent an an email to everyone in our company about this great charity initiative here in St. Louis. Right oh, here in St. Louis. Yes. I, I think I. <laughs> 
thank goodness. But still, there's a lot of people yes. that work in the building. Yes, and some who don't even know who I am, I'm pretty sure. There are just a lot of people in the building. A so. lot of people. So she sends this great email all about doing this great charity initiative. I would really appreciate it yeah. if everyone could check it out. Donate if you feel so generous, et cetera, et cetera. But the link <laughs> to her charity was not, in fact, the link to the charity. So tell us what it was. I sent the link to the 2006 memoir by Diablo Cody, who is famous for writing the movie Juno and Megan's Body. Um, she's a great writer, very visceral. Um, and one year of her life she spent as a stripper in Minnesota. So the name of the book is Candy Girl: The Unlikely Year, the year of uh, the year of like an unlikely stripper. One year. Not like a stripper's life or something like that, um, but it's like the 2006 audiobook. So just like it could, first of all, it couldn't be farther from the organization that I'm trying to. It's so obscure and strange, like an audiobook from 2006. I just can't. And then to what I believe is a pretty conservative company, uh, more so than the point was used to in the past. Um, so to send around a book to people like Bernie Miklas and, and Randy Carricker, uh, that's called Candy Girl: <laughs> The A Year in the Life of an Unlikely Stripper. I was like, oh, God. It, it didn't end there, though. That's No, no, it didn't end. <laughs> so she sends this great email. Then she responds, well, if anyone wants a link to Diablo Cody's audiobook from 2006, here's the actual link. Then you follow up again to everyone saying she was already a college okay. graduate of an Iowa university. Great book. And then you follow <laughs> up again. <laughs> no, it was a book link. Not sure how that got in there instead of the link I've been sharing all day. Hope it gives everyone a giggle. Happy Friday. But we're not done. You reply all one more time. Yep. Oh, God. Sorry, I'm cut off from all staff email. I hope you all get a giant laugh out of my mistake. So this is <laughs> one, two, three, four, five please, total please, emails to everyone in the company. Please tell the people what time of night this was. Oh, let me check the timestamp. I didn't even look. Well, the first because that's one, where it get, that's where it gets really embarrassing. Because this was definitely a quarter to midnight at yeah, the, least. Well, the first one was at six fifty p.m. respectable yep. time. Yep, and I, I will explain how this all went down because it's good. And then the next one's at twelve fifteen. So there were several <laughs> hours of just you replying all to yourself. Okay, okay. So here's what happened. Last night uh, I was at Big St. Charles Motorsports for bike night, and I do a Facebook Live, and then I have like a good hour in between doing anything and the contest starting, and me wanting to do some social media for it. So I'm sitting there. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm, I'm walking in this charity walk this weekend. I know I have a lot of coworkers who have donated in the past. I totally forgot to send the link around. I mean, we have a station team. There's a 105.7 The Point team. So this is work related. This is the perfect opportunity to come out of my comfort zone and make that all staff email happen. And I take great care in uh, how I craft it. Hi, guys. This is passionate. I'm passionate about this cause. You know, if you'd love to walk, if you'd like to help, here's the thing. Um, And I'm standing there and one of the girls who's in the calendar girl contest comes over to me and she and I start talking and I just, you know, kind of the app closes or whatever. She and I are talking about the new J-Lo movie, Hustlers. Mm -hmm. Um, The girl who is talking to me is also an exotic dancer. So it's really a theme today. Um, So she... (laughs) Stripper stripper theme. I love it. I'm into it. So she and I are standing there chatting, and I said, you know what's so funny about enjoying that movie um, and seeing that side of life, which isn't something that I have ever done before, um, I read this book back in 2006. It's incredible. This inspiring woman who's a a, movie writer, and I think she's just really a great human, wrote this book about her life. And it's crazy because it was like in Minnesota. This whole story, we go through, we have this whole conversation. 
this seems like, you know, we're talking about a book club or something like that. And she goes, hey, would you send it to me? But also, I really like audiobooks. And I was like, actually, because I watched Hustlers this week, I re-downloaded the audiobook. Let me just send you the exact link. So I double-click it and post it into a text message to her. And I think I hit send, but I don't. And when she and I are done talking, I open my phone and I double-tap to add the link to the charity that I had already copied before I closed it. And obviously, I sent it. Now, I sent it, and then I spent all night doing social media. So I didn't even see that I had made the mistake until like 11.30. I went home from my work. I walked the dogs. I did yoga. I was ready for sleep. I was like, oh, it's just totally normal evening. And then I see the email. Um, and a couple of our concerned coworkers wrote back to me. And they that's, and oh that's where the weird responses come from. That is me responding to them. Now, I want to show you this because I feel totally insane. But when you open an email from everybody and you go to click reply, you get reply, reply all, forward. Mm-hmm. I'm only getting reply and forward. There isn't a reply all. So I never hit reply all. And I, I, I need to go ask Craig about this, our engineer about this. Let me pull this up because... The- <laughs> Let me see here. Here we go. Oh, my God. I'm, there's more emails. Oh, God, more have come in. Oh, oh I'm so no, embarrassed. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. I just realized. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's just got so much worse. Okay. Um, so the responses that I got, uh, let's see here. The first one started from a gal named Lexi, and she was very nice. Hi, Lux. Is this the link correct? Um, I'd like to support. And that's when I sent the first response. Oh, my gosh. If you wanted the book, here it is. If not, here's a link. I'm sorry. So that was sent to Lexi, but it went to everybody. Then Randy Carricker pops in. Oh, Meg. Hi, Lux. Is this link correct? This is a cause I'd like to support, but I didn't see. uh, Or no, wait. Sorry. He says, hey, Lux, I went to donate, and the link was to an Amazon book for the unlikely stripper. And then he puts in parentheses because she was putting herself through college. And then laughy face, laughy face, laughy face emojis. Also, Randy uses emojis in emails. Another reason I love that man. And then you wrote Randy. So then I responded with... I'm still so sick. I can't laugh. That's okay. It will just derail me. So that's where the response came in where I was like, oh no, she'd already graduated college from Iowa before she did this. So you guys all get that, but you don't see Randy. <laughs> That's not where it ends. I get one more um, from somebody else. Rick, Rick, somebody named Rick. Uh, is this the right link? And that's why I wrote back. I'm so sorry. Here's the thing. And that's when my phone goes bloop, bloop, bloop. And I get those three emails, which is when I realized not only have I sent this crazy link, which is embarrassing enough, that the three responses to those three people has now gone to the entire company. So it's 12.15 and everybody's phone is blowing up with three emails from a person they probably don't even know. I do afternoons on the point where we've still only been in here a year. Like there's people in the building who don't even know me. This is so embarrassing. Like I, I'm, I was just sweating. My face was just beet red. I was like, I can't believe this. But then I thought to myself, I have to share the story with everybody. This is so hilarious. Like if you trip and fall on a banana and you make a uh, noise and your arms go out, people around you deserve to laugh and everybody deserved to laugh at this. And that's when I sent the very last one. I was like, I'm cut off. I'm cut off. I don't, I don't deserve the reply all function at all. Also would like to get rid of it if I could. People will never forget this email though. Oh my God, no. And there could have been way worse things that you sent in the link. Yep. But there was like an hour before I fell asleep where I was just anxiety, adrenaline, like, oh God, oh God. So there's some things at work that no matter what are going to give you anxiety and sending a company-wide email is one of them. And I was trying to think today, I don't know if I've ever sent a company-wide email and even crafting it would have given me major anxiety, but there's certain things that give me anxiety anyway. I get anxiety any time that I have to ask for vacation. Uh, and I shouldn't do that. No. I, have, I have vacation. Yep. Me too, though. Me too, though. Like, why is that? 
why do we get anxiety when we have to ask? Or like when I call out sick, I'm clearly sick. You can hear it in my voice. Yes. I get so nervous and to call in sick. we're adults, too. It's not like we're in college and we're calling off for something like, no. No. I and we also have bomb jobs. Like, I don't want to call off from this job. Like, this is an awesome job. Like, yeah, I don't want to not be I here. I can't believe I get to do this every day. Are you kidding? I'm going to play Nirvana today. I'm going to play some Metallica today. I might spice it up, play a little Caged Elephant. Who knows? Paramore. We'll see. See where the day takes us. I'm going to give away at least three sets of tickets. So I'm going to hook up three people with a free experience for a night out, which when money is tight in 2019, that's a very cool thing to be able to do. Yep. Like, that's really cool. I get to be in here with you doing this. Like, what? Yeah. No, we're not calling off unless we mean it. But doesn't mean you don't sweat and you don't feel bad. And then when your boss writes back, now you're cool. And you're like, oh, that's not enough validation. I need you to tell me that it's totally fine and that I should totally take the day. Like, I, I need more than that. But why is that? Why is it ingrained inside of us to be so nervous about stuff like that? I think that translates through everything, though. Like, I just thought about it. Okay. I said my boss, I'm like, oh, I'm feeling super sick. I can't come in. And here it's back. No problem. Like, just straight up that word at all. I think that there was a problem, like, instantly. But that translates into, like, anything when I'm doing where I'm, like, trying to date a guy. Like, I write back. I'm like, hey, how are you? And he's like, cool. I'm like, oh. Is that anxiety? Just that, like, you need that reassurance from the other person. So you think it's a female thing? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. That you just need that, um, that reassurance of, like, you know, or you need somebody to tell you it's okay to do what you're doing. Like, you know what I mean? Your parents used to be like, oh, that's fine, honey. Grab another cookie. And you're like, great. You know, yeah. I've got the validation of somebody else. Like, it's fine. In the sports world, usually I'm the only female. And I had to learn very quickly that when guys are short on email, they're not mad at you. Yeah. Because I would write like, good morning. Here's the rundown. We're going to have a great show today. Dude, and they me. would write back like, thanks, period. Yeah, me Awesome, too. period. And I'd be like, oh my God, do they hate this? Do they hate these topics? Like, oh my God. And then you'd see them they're like, hey, what's up? Like, I brought you coffee. And you're like, okay, phew, so you're not mad at me. You're just very short on email. See, I need that, I need that skill. Like, I want to start sending you all of the emails that I get from my bosses and the men around me that are short like that and be like, is this good? But then there's a chance that I'll send it out to everybody and that would just be too yeah, much. Yeah, no, for you're my not on email. You're not on email. Hard to handle. Like, I swear it just says reply or forward. Like, I don't understand it. You are the only female at the point, right? I am. Mm-hmm. So, sports and, and music, there's a lot of parallels there. Oh, yeah. And you and I being the only women in our respective buildings, I, when we first met each other, we were like, yes, kindred spirits. Yes. We've kind of dealt with a lot of the same things. I wonder, though, if you get it worse than I do when it comes to dude listening. And I almost Ooh. think that you do. It's tough. I wonder if I get, I would say, I only would say that maybe I do get it worse um, in the effect that the people who listen to the music, um, I talk a lot more about myself personally. Mm-hmm. Um, you give your opinion on sports, which I know people get riled up about. How yeah. could Michelle think that this player is better than that player or whatever it is? Right. Um, but I'm out there talking about like who I am. Um, so people feel like they know me. So they really feel like they can get comfortable about it because they're like, oh, I know her. She's been talking about her dogs forever and she was married and divorced and engaged and all these things. And I know that, you know, she loves soccer and stuff. So they feel really close to me like early. So then they feel really comfortable with saying whatever it is that they want to say. And I'm like, ooh, hey, I'm still that voice in the radio box, man. So Just a little I, bit of distance. I get the angry guys. You get the creepy guys. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Let's play a game. We're going to call it. DM roulette. Okay. Where we're going to go back and forth, and I'm just going to have you randomly scroll through your DMs and land on one from a stranger, and you tell me what it says. Okay. Okay. I got to go to the, I'm going to do the general section of the IG because that's where it gets real weird. Okay. You go first. Okay. Spinning, spinning, spinning. You can see it. Let's see. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I don't have enough to spin. All right. Here we go. 
oh, you know what? This person has been messaging me, um, and it looks like they're putting the flame emoji on any photo that is just of me. So literally, it's just all selfies, and it's just constant, uh, you know, like, was the flame emoji or like hard eyes, which is strange because like if I don't respond at some point, you just want to be like, oh, you know what? Maybe I don't need to tell her that every outfit has the flame. I don't know. This is just a- See, that's the thing that I think is so weird is when the person is continuously responding and you have never engaged. Oh, I've got a couple like that. You're just like, are you spending a ton of time doing this? I think this is really strange. I'm friends with, uh, and you've met her now too, and she's new to the building, and she uh, hasn't been yet on the air at the point, but she's new, is Carly Lawrence. She is the St. Louis Blues in-game host. Mm-hmm. And I sent her a screenshot of some intense DMs. There was a guy asking me, he wanted advice on his marriage. And I screenshotted oh, her this, and I was like, what? wow, I am so uncomfortable with this. And she goes, oh my God, I recognize that guy. He messages me every day. <gasps> And I go, he messages no. me every day. So it turns out you might you might even have him. I'll have to show you his thing and maybe you'll see. Like, what is that? What's that about? Every single day he messages me something and it's never like anything rude or weird up until this moment. It's always been like, oh, hey, I like that nail polish color. Or, oh, you know, great song choice. Or cute dog. It's literally the most banal thing every single day. I never respond. And then he finally says this thing about his marriage and I'm like, hey, man. One, I'm not a professional. Two, it's not appropriate uh, for this to be a thing at all. Like, this is not appropriate. If I were your wife, I would be furious. Furious. That you're just reaching out to random local media personalities to ask, that, especially another female. Yeah. What? Who's a single female? What? Yeah, there's a also, lot of layers of weird there. Also, we are not, we don't even know each other. Like, we've never spent time together. We don't even know each other. Like, what, what qualifies you to give advice to this person yeah, about their marriage? Yeah, man. No, that's no. just a gateway to engage with you. Yeah. So I had to write him. I was like, hey, I got to tell you, this is uh, just too much. It's too, too intense for me. Please don't. You wrote him back. Yeah. And he was he was actually pretty nice about it. He's like, I totally respect that. I understand that. I've just been having a hard time. And I was like, well, then you should definitely talk to her. I think she's the best person to talk to about it. Um, yeah, or, your wife. Or, yeah, your wife or try <laughs> therapy. Both I, recommend, great I recommend therapy to anyone. I love my therapist. Shout out to her for keeping me sane. Shout out to her. Okay, so I'm going to scroll through mine. Yes. So this one I'm going to land on. So I'm going to say it's pretty long. So I'm going to save you the the whole thing. But he gives me his full resume. Oh, goodness. Uh, a few weeks ago on a Saturday afternoon, I had lunch at this blank place in St. Louis. And I saw you there with some friends. This was a day after the announcement that you weren't going to be on the morning show on 101 ESPN. I saw how drained you were. And by the hugs and comforts your friends were giving you, I could tell you were having some tough days. First of all, bizarre that you would see me and not say hi. And yeah. then DM me two weeks later. Bizarre. Number two, <laughs> one of my girlfriends that was there, her grandmother had just passed away. So that's, that's why. That's why I'm sad. You're getting, you were hugging <laughs> <laughs> but that's so bizarre, right? People people just like, see something ni- and they imagine they know, know what's going on. It's so weird. Like, that's a nice thing to DM, I guess. But also, like, you don't know me. Oh, that's so strange. Bizarre. Okay, you're up. What's next? All right. Let's see. What is it? Oh. <laughs> oh, gosh. I want to make sure I don't pick somebody that I, like, actually know because that would be no fun. That'd be funny, actually. Oh, here we go. Uh, on Wednesday, I got, to, was it Wednesday? Tuesday, I got to check out the wheel. Oh, that's right. Uh, uh, down there. Um, and I got one for like, a, a, hey, I was the guy standing next to you at the wheel. And I'm like, <laughs> first of all, that's funny. But also, thank you for like being terribly specific about, you know what I mean? Like, thanks for being like, hey, how was that person standing next to you? I'm like looking around, I'm like, there's a group of like 50 people here. So I'm like, maybe, maybe I have no idea who you are, but that's 
but sweet. I don't. I have some real classics that I wish I had uh, saved and pulled up for you, and I could definitely. I screen. The fun part is, if you follow me on social media, I screenshot these, and I always take out the person's name, and I always That's cover nice. their photo. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's funny, and I think it's funny to ask my followers to help me respond in a polite way. Mm-hmm. Like, it's fun to just, okay, we're just going to group think this a little bit. I've right. got this guy here and he's asking for foot pictures because, oddly enough, that is a, a theme that really streams through the tread here. Foot pictures. A lot of foot pictures. Why? I don't know. And actually, there's a there's a thread on Facebook about radio women and men who love feet. <gasps> I think there was a while where women would like, oh or God. people would like kind of put their foot up on the board or put their feet with their shoes up and take photos. So that like used to be kind of like, I'm here, I'm actually in the studio. It was like a weird thing. And then all of a sudden, all sorts of, I guess, gals who did it in their sandals ended up with like men with foot. Yeah, it's weird. So I get, I get, I get that quite often. And I'm like, all right, guys, help me craft a polite response because I don't know how to handle that. And I've already ignored him twice and he's still back. So please <laughs> don't make me laugh. But okay. also I feel like <laughs> I'm not above that. really am I I mean I like money I have I might so be would you okay. do that if the guy if a guy was like <laughs> I'm gonna give you a thousand dollars I don't know like a thousand dollars seems like a great time you and I could go on a nice vacay for a thousand dollars a photo of your feet of your feet and like it's not you know what I mean like how simple is that also I'm rocking them at the beach all day right these are pu- these are public entities at this point I guess there's worse ways to make a buck but toots out Patoots out. out. You learned that at Riz Show Live. I did. Patoots out. So does he love feet? Is that the deal there? Because I didn't know that. They like hate feet. I think it had to do with that trend. They were like, oh, they saw a photo of somebody putting their feet on the board because this is a, it's a weird radio thing. And I'll show you, send you some photos if you want to throw it up or whatever. But like people in radio will put their feet up on the board. Like they're relaxing, like kick them up and cross them and whatnot. Okay. And, um, Somebody, maybe it was one of the DJs we had. We had a gal who used to work with us. And I think that might have been her who put the feet up. And Riz was like, no, no feet on my board. You yeah. don't, want, don't want any feet on his board. That's where his hands go and that kind of thing. And so it was like one of those things. And we also had a coworker at uh, MS, not, who did not come over to Hubbard with us, um, who would wear his bare feet in the mornings. He was a morning show human. And he would just bare feet all around the studio, into the bathroom, out of the bathroom. There was like never like shoes on his feet. So I think that... Those two combinations added to, into one show, and then it became a never shoes. So in doing Riz Show Live, they wanted to do something very special for the people who were just there, and they always like to do one kind of like big photo op at the beginning, mm-hmm. um, and they did that. They said, all right, here's our feet, and they all took off their shoes, and the audience just lost it. Patoots out. Yeah, you can get the T-shirt. We got a merch T-shirt that says Patoots out because that's how we do it over the point. Probably not, need that. There's some weird like catchphrase, and we put it on a T-shirt. I love that. Well, I sent you this one. This was the most aggressive one I had gotten in a while, and I sent this to you yesterday. But just straight up message, God, I want to lick your butthole. That is just so funny to me. What an like opener. Send that to me. Opener. Straight up. <laughs> what? Like, talk about putting yourself out there. You did not even like a hello. There was no greeting. What time of day was this, too? That's like, like 3 p.m. See, that is so so dynamically interesting to me. Like, are you at work? You're part of the way through your day. Like, did you go to the grocery store before this? Did you like clip your toenails? Where were you in your life that you're like, you know what? I'm thinking about Michelle Smallman. And honestly, I really want to win her over. Let me send her a text message. And that's what you went with. 
Okay. I know. What kind of, like, I want to know what that kind of person eats for breakfast. Like, what is your, See, what is I your want, day I life? don't want to know one thing <laughs> about that person. I never want to know anything about that that guy. I don't, I don't want to know where he lives. I certainly don't want to know what he thinks about me. I just never want to interact with them ever. I, like, imagine a person like that has to be, like, sleeping in their bed, like, with their head down at the other end. Or, like, they just have to be, like, so wackadoo. You know what I think is the weird part about it yeah. is... I could be, I'm going, as soon as I wrap with you, I'm going down to Bush Stadium for yep. Cardinals Cubs, right? When I leave the stadium, I could be walking next to this person. Yes. Well, I don't know that this is Gary who told me in my DMs that he wants to lick my butt. Yeah. Okay, you you just straight out the gate said you want to eat ass. Yeah. And I could be next to you and yeah. never know it. But also shout out. I mean. Like, hey, you like what you like. B- butt snorkeling's all right. <laughs> <laughs> you ever heard that term? You gotta, you gotta. The Riz Show really teaches me stuff. I learn oh all God, sorts I'm of dying. weird stuff from them. I know. I'm. I. I By the way, I'm on the point, but I listen to the point. Listen to this, and they just heard you say that. Your DMs are gonna be so filthy from now on. <laughs> I'm at the point in my life where um, I the filter's gone. It's very much gone. I have to have it on for the radio because I can't say all the stuff that I'd love to. You but can when, say it all here. That's what, when you said there was a podcast. I was like, oh wait. I can say the weird stuff. You can swear. You can say, yeah. yeah, What's the weirdest thing that you want to say on air that you can't? I mean, honestly, I feel like I sound strange when I say curse words. So even just saying like shit sounds like, "Ah!" Like, just saying that just then, I was like, shit. "Ah!" I know you get nervous. I get nervous. And when I say it out in the real world, it feels so good. It Mm -hmm. feels different. It's like a little kid when you can't say it, you're going to get in trouble. Yes. I know. I feel like that's why so many radio people. Honest to God, I feel like that's why we swear like sailors. Yes. Because you have to monitor what you say so much yeah. throughout the day that when you're out, you're like, shit, yeah. Yep. And I'm ready pe- to go. Yeah. When people go, how do you turn it off on the radio? I'm like, oh, it is of, of it is always there. Like, oh, yeah. It is in the back of your mind all times. Here are the seven deadly, you, know, you don't say these mm-hmm. words. You know what I mean? So, was, yeah. Shit, yeah. Shit, yeah. No, yeah. I've, I've never almost sworn on Fuck the yeah. air. Fuck yeah. Woo. That one felt oh, my good. Ooh, ooh, I sweated a little bit with that one. So you really do put yourself out there on social media. Uh-huh. Though. You do such a good job with it. You do it much better than I do. You live your life through this lens where mm-hmm. your fans and your listeners can watch you. But that has to be hard for you. You know, you're a single girl, you're a beautiful girl trying to be in this market existing as yourself. It's got to be difficult for you to meet people and and to just kind of function as a normal human sometimes. It is. I'm in a weird, unique circumstance where uh, I'm divorced. It's been one full year, I think, since the divorce, two years since we separated. So I've had quite a bit of single alone time to kind of process all of this. Um, But the guy that I married, when we met each other, I was working at Pacific Beach Tanning Salon, and I was a student at Webster University. And when I met him, he was working as like a bouncer at Molly's and like a Starbucks barista. And then I got my job at the radio station, and he moved to Los Angeles and like got into a band. So it was like, now here I am. I've been Lux on the radio for 12 years mm-hmm. um, in my hometown, yep. and everybody in St. Louis knows everybody. Mm-hmm. And I've had, um, I've been grateful enough to have uh, a little bit of notoriety. People if you know, organizations like Live uh, Live Magazine and stuff have named me best social media person or best on-air person. So I've had these, like, notoriety moments. So it's hard to find somebody who doesn't know who I am or have an idea of who I am because I obviously I tell people who I am on the radio, but, you know, it's a slight exaggeration. I'm here to entertain. My job is to make your day more fun, mm-hmm. more enjoyable. Also, I think it's to be relatable. I think that's the difference between radio and like, say, TV personalities. Like when someone goes, oh, you're a celebrity. I'm like, oh, I always feel like 
television people are celebrities. Same. Like, I feel the same way. They're, you know, they're so put together. Yes. And uh, social media is really breaking that down. I'm a huge uh, Renny Knott fan. Mm-hmm. And I know that you are also. I was his intern. I know. Back in the day. I just listened, Channel 5, KSDK. I just found that out about you. And I absolutely adore him. And he has been on social media. And I see his gorgeous dogs and his mm-hmm. fabulous wife. And he's just really fun. Mm-hmm. And for me Great to guy. see somebody who just gives you the straight news during the day and is really very professional and a great journalist um, to see him kind of, you get to see just a little bit more mm-hmm. and it really humanizes that person. It makes him feel very real. Like he could be my neighbor next door. And the cool thing about radio is that that's an open free world all the time. Yeah. Like when he's on the air talking about a car accident on highway 40, I'm on the air telling you how I emailed my entire office. And now I'm ter- walking in here today was so terrifying because everybody knows and if they didn't know me before, they now know me as the crazy girl who reads the book about strippers and then sends that to, you know what I mean? But like, but then people hear that and they know, they know and you. They feel like they know me. So when I talk about my depression or I talk about my weight or I talk about Botox or I talk about any of these more sensitive, more personal subjects, my divorce or being on dating apps, mm-hmm. these are all things that everybody around me is experiencing. And I really get this uh, great sense of community by talking about it. But it has certain downsides to it as well. And one of them is people who think they know me. So like, well, I pray for you whenever I see that you're just a little bit off and I'm like Ooh. oh okay well you don't know when I'm off I mean unless when I tell you and then of course sure feel free uh for that kind of thing or when thank you for your prayers yeah or when someone's like hey Lux I saw you on uh I saw you on hinge and we didn't match but I thought I'd come here to hit you up and I'm like oh no man that's uh that's kind of the point of the apps and we mutually choose to talk to each other you're just one way street in this at me you're like just coming at me with this you know right it's or um this is a really awful uh, example of this. I was engaged in 2010, 2010 uh, or 2011. I got engaged. Yes, 2011. So it was right after the World Series and everything that went down. Mm-hmm. 2011, I got engaged um, and I called off the wedding 12 days beforehand, which is insanity. I've never known anybody to do that. It was no. definitely terrifying Feels and hard. It feels like a movie moment. It was a movie moment. I realized I was not going to be the person for this man. I did not love him the way that he loved me. Um, he got married maybe a couple months ago to the girl he's been dating since we broke up. Like, he, literally, he looks like the happiest. I've been around them. They're so wonderful together. And I just want to be like, I told you so. Um, but so I... Uh, that was so brave of you to do that. Dude, it's... That whole thing is so crazy to me. So it, it happens and it's terrible. Um, but I had bought the honeymoon as my wedding present to him. And I was like, what do I do with this, right? So I decide I'm going to cancel the actual honeymoon. But I will. I, I bought the insurance. So I take the money and I decide to go visit my girlfriend in Florida. I'm just going to fly down, see her, fly up to New York, see another girlfriend, fly home, take a couple days to myself to mm-hmm. detox away from St. Louis and everything. Um, so I, as I always do, I shift my parents and they take care of my dog. They're great dog sitters. And I'm maybe eight hours into being at my girlfriend's house. And I get a text from my mom and she tells me, I need a picture of your dog. I'm like, why do you need a picture of my dog? My dog had run off after a deer. My parents live in the woods of Wildwood, ran off after a deer, uh, fireworks, rain. The dog ended up being gone for two weeks. So I, that first night I am hitting up all of my social media feeds. Any any person I know that I can spread this photo to, if you're out in the Wildwood area and you see my dog, please help me. And I get all these wonderful comments. Lux, I'm so sorry. Or my dog went missing. Try this. Make sure you notify this organization. Uh, shred up your sheets because dogs can smell. Like these oh, great, wow. great, wonderful tips. And that's where the 
positive side of this comes in. If I'm ever, if I ever want reassurance or I'm questioning something or I want to delve into something interesting, I have this amazing community around me of people who will respond with this. Mm -hmm. But then you're going to get the guy who writes, isn't that karma, Lux? Karma's a bitch. And I go, what does my innocent dog's life right now have to do with karma? And he goes, how about your engagement? And I was like, whoa, did not know that human at all. Did not know that human at all. But I'm at my worst. I'm feeling so sad. I'm like, in very vulnerable yourself. I'm in Florida. Yeah, yeah. I just called off the wedding. I, I mean, it wasn't like I called it off and like went off and partied. I was like crying every day. I was still very devastated. I knew that I cared about this person. I just knew it wasn't right. So I'm in this very vulnerable state and people will attack. And that's when it becomes negative for my self-image and negative for my self-confidence mm-hmm. and negative for my psyche. And I uh, openly speak about depression and anxiety and suicidal thoughts because they are all things that I've dealt with. And I know a lot of people say, oh, I have anxiety and I have, suicide, I have this uh, depression. But I also throw in suicidal thoughts because those things crop into my mind. And I want people to know that like, you don't have to be this like picture of what you think that is. Like I'm, for all, all accounts, I'm successful at my job. I have good friends, good family. I, you know, I don't have all, so it's, you know, I just am open about that. So when people take advantage of it and like come in with something like that, and obviously you don't know the situation, man. No, like, and that's the thing I could have I could have continued to marry him and then divorced him years later or cheated on him, or, which is what happened to me. Uh, so maybe karma is a wheel. Um, but, you know. So you, to explain the whole story, yeah. then you married someone else. Yes. And then that's yeah. how the yeah. marriage ended. He yeah. cheated on you? Uh-huh. I married oh my, my best platonic friend of, I've n- actually, I've never spoken about this. This feels really good. Um, I married my best platonic friend of 10 years. We dated in 2007 and became literally just friends. We dated everybody else. Those people were friends and we just ran in the same crowd for so long. Um, we fell in love. We dated for four years. He asked me to marry him. We were married for about a year. We would split up and it was about like four or five months before I found out that he had cheated on me. And I was just devastated, just devastated. So now I think to myself, right, I married my platonic best friend of 10 years. I could marry the next guy I run into at a gas station and have just as good luck as having a long and healthy marriage because that sounds like a pretty good setup. Like when you say, oh man, these two people met over the internet on a dating app and they went on two dates and then they go Mm -hmm. get married. It's like, well, man, I did what everyone thought you should do and it still didn't pan out the way I thought it would. Right. You know, and I love being vulnerable about those moments because I I want somebody else out there. There wasn't, there wasn't a podcast. There wasn't a blog or anything that I could find when I was deciding to call off my engagement um, that expressed this, uh, that expressed, I don't have any regrets. I feel happy about this afterwards. There wasn't enough of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I don't really feel any kind of regret talking about these things or talking about being cheated on because... <laughs> I didn't do that to me. He did that to me. You, oh. you deserve it. Well, we have that in common. I, <laughs> yeah. I think sometimes people see us and they're like, how are you two single? You work with all these guys. They and say that all the time. And I'm like, that's, yeah, you're out there with like all, all, all these guys. It's not a great thing to, to say. And <laughs> yeah. I get it all the time. And I'm like, oh, okay. Do you want me like sit up, settle up? Let me tell Let's you about tell you. how I got my heart shattered when the yeah. love of my life cheated on me. You know, yeah. people don't understand the nuance that comes in your life. And that's to your point, the beauty and the curse of social media mm-hmm. is that you do get to share. But even if you say, hey, I loved this person. I thought I knew them. I trusted them. They cheated on me. I was devastated. They still don't know all of the, no. the context within yeah. everything. So even when you do share stuff, people take it very black and white. Yes. And that sucks. Being in radio specifically, uh, I have learned from this. So if this helps any young radio gals out there, I talked a lot about my wedding on the air. So I had, I felt a responsibility Mm -hmm. to do a little bit. So I have, it's not that this is the first time I've talked about it, but I have posted about it before and been like, Hey, I got divorced. Hey, because I, I talked about, 
you know, if you talk about something on the air and then all of a sudden it just is gone, people are like, that's weird. But I still, two years later, people will say, I'll post a photo of me with a guy friend and they'll be like, I thought you were married. Or they see me on a dating app and they tweet me and say, I thought you were married. Uh And I'm like, yeah, two years ago I was. And I know I don't talk about it every day because that would be real weird if I just was like, hey guys, happy Tuesday, still divorced. How's it going? (laughs) You know, just kept you like 82 (laughs) degrees in St. Louis. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like how weird would that be? But they're like, they're like, I thought you were married, Lux. Why are you on these dating apps? And I'm like, oh. I'm on the dating apps because I don't leave the house enough to meet people in right. real these real settings or the original way of meeting people where you'd go out to a bar and meet somebody. Um, I'm on the apps because I'm at home all the time or I'm at work all the time. I'm out all the time. I'm too busy. You know what I want to circle back to is the cheating thing. Don't you find, too, that once you share with someone that you've been cheated on and how devastated you were, that there's this weird community of people who have had the same thing happen yes. to them? Yes. When someone Instant. Ha- has that happen to them and you can identify it with them, it's like, I, you don't even have to say a word. I have never been so bummed out in my whole life, and I, I would not wish heartbreak on my worst enemy. I wouldn't it's either. The, it's the worst thing. It consumes every part of you. You're physically ill. You're mentally ill. God, you go, I go back mentally and go... <sighs> Oh, you know what? I I just moved on to the morning show. So my schedule went to go to bed at 8 p.m., get up at 3 a.m., which is also something you are familiar with. The worst. Uh, (laughs) He was a chef at the time, so he was working till super late at night, so we just weren't seeing each other. So then my mind goes to all the places of, like, when you were trusting someone because you're like, oh, he's at work till late and I'm going to bed. Those were all totally trustworthy moments in my brain. And now I'm terrified that the next relationship I get Mm -hmm. into, this guy's going to go, oh, cool, I have to work till 9 p.m. And I'll be like, what does that mean? Yeah. Because before, I didn't think it mean, meant anything, sure. but it actually meant something very different. It actually meant <laughs> that he sucks. Yeah. And you're so right. For me, too, yeah, it's not even, oh, my gosh, this happened. I'm devastated. My whole life is changing. It's, do I not know myself the way yeah. that I thought I did? And my whole thing with moving forward to your whole point is my situation was I had kind of suspected something and f- this person lied to me for a very long time. And then, so my thing is, is my internal radar off? Yes. That w- are people are lying to me all the time. Yes. And I don't know. And that's not even in the relationship world. No. I bet that carries out into anything. I have gotten so defensive and s- there's this huge brick wall that's yeah. up all the time now because I'm like, I can't trust anybody. Yes. If people are shady even a little bit to me now, I cut them out immediately because I'm just like, I cannot take the chance that you're going to. Yes. Re- be this per- and that's probably not healthy either. Has it do you think that it has assisted in your female friendships? I find that yes. I am so much closer to the women around me than I have ever been in my entire life and maybe that's because I'm in uh, my my 30s or my early 30s. Um but I think it's that I trust them inherently because I know that they're not going to have there's no way that I'm going to give them that part of myself, I guess, so, like that. So like I feel so much closer to the women around me. Mm-hmm. Like oh Especially, you've been through this too. Like yeah. you're, clo- we're automatically like, it's less fear from them. Yeah, and another stage of that. I actually have a guy friend who unfortunately cheated on his spouse, Ugh. and he was telling me about it. And he was saying all her friends are so mean to me. And I said to him, well, as someone that was on the other side of the coin, let me explain this to yeah. you. And this is why I feel so close to my girlfriends now too, and a lot of my female yeah. family members is. As, as a woman, there is this nurture thing inside of you. It's just a setting that you have that you don't even know exists until it comes mm-hmm. out. And I feel like when I was that hurt and that devastated, 
everyone around me rallied into action. Yes. And it was like, we will protect you. We hate this person. Yes. Whatever it takes, we're going to make sure that you survive this. Yes. And I tried to tell him, I go, they're not even thinking about you. This isn't even about you. It's about protecting her. Absolutely. And so I feel like I look at my girlfriends now as like this amazing tribe of women that protect me and will have my back all the time. Being in St. Louis... Uh, I think the fear when you break up with somebody because St. Louis is, I mean, if you're listening to this from out of St. Louis, I don't even know how to explain this to you, but we are very close knit. You know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody. It's a weird place. It just is a weird. It's not even six degrees of separation. It's like two and a half. Yes. So when you break up with somebody, the chances are you're going to run into them. Oh my God. And that's the worst. It's the worst, right? I think the only thing that was good about this entire situation for me was he literally disappeared. I didn't see him until one full year to the day of our divorce decree going through. That was the first time we actually physically ran into each other, had to have a conversation together. We ended up having to work together. He's not a chef anymore. We had to work together. And it was a very pleasant working experience, as it were. And it turns out I have no uh, strength to hold a grudge. I wasn't like polite or nice. I wasn't like overly nice, but... It was just a normal, polite conversation as if we were two people who'd co-worked together for years and knew each other for years. It was totally normal and average. There was no arguments. I was like, that's not how I saw this going. I guess I'd had uh, two years to figure it out. You know what I mean? He left two years before that, one year to the divorce to the day. I'm like, this is crazy. But also it was just, it was really weird the whole, whole, I mean, him showing up on that day. And I had set myself a calendar reminder of freedom. It was my one year of freedom alert and it went off like two hours after I saw him. And it was like, today's your day. And I was like, oh my, no one's going to believe this. If that's that's not the universe telling you something, I don't know what is. I know. Stay away. (laughs) Run, girl. Run. Run. So you know what though? I love that you're out there. I love that you're dating. I love that you're on the apps. I'm I hate that people the, are I'm in on your the DMs apps. so weird, but you know, it's good for you for turning the page. That's amazing. I'm literally on, I think, all the apps at this point. That's you know what I mean? Just put yourself out there. Why not? What could it hurt? What can it hurt? It can't hurt anything. I got, the, I got the bumble, I got the Tinder, I got the that's the other one, the hinge. I like the hinge. That one's definitely different than the other ones. Um I hate saying this, but I'm on the Raya. They they probably don't like it if I talk about it. I know Nikki Glazer. Huge celebrity, also from St. Louis, because because that's how we do. Um, but her her Netflix special comes out on October first, and I'm so excited, guys! It's a St. Louis in support. Nikki oh, Glazer. you know how Lindbergh High School. There you go. Come on. When I was in Connecticut, they called me Midwest Michelle because any conversation I had, I'd somehow bring it back <laughs> yes. to St. Louis, which is so weird. You don't even notice that you're doing it, but we would be watching something on TV and I'd be like, mm, John Hamm, native St. Louis. Yes, no big deal. Everything. They'd be like, oh, Shake Shack. We love Shake Shack. I'd be like, mm, Danny Meyer, <laughs> yes. founder of Shake Shack from St. Louis. Did yes. you know that? Anybody, I would somehow find a way to bring it back. And they're like, what is wrong with you? But it's just something no, we it, do. It is. You we're know, so proud of our own. We're so proud. And that's very, it's a very cool civic situation that we got going on with that. Yeah. So Nikki, uh, she's talked about it before. She has her own show on Sirius, like a morning show. And she's talked about Raya. So I don't necessarily feel like they're gonna, the Raya police are going to come for me. You know, I don't know if they're listening to this podcast, but if they are, shout out. But if, but, if, but if they are, uh, Raya is like a an app that I saw online. There were a couple articles about it, and they were rumored to have, like, celebrities on it. Now, knowing that I'm on it should probably bring it down to earth for everybody. <laughs> Just a little radio DJ out of St. Louis, Missouri, guys. No, you're a celeb. But I'll tell, I'll tell you what, this app is... <laughs> so funny. Um, One, because there's not very many people in St. Louis on it. So I'm pretty much swiping through gentlemen who are like in Paris or New York. So you can look anywhere. Yeah. It it doesn't have like a, one of those, like 
It doesn't pull the area around you. It literally pulls. So I'm like, none of these people are going to, you know, swipe on me or anything. And it's, but it's a very, they don't like it if you talk about it. So Nikki Glaser talked about it. I'm like, okay, that was, that's fine. I guess I can find. But I, I'm using that one too. I just wish there were more St. Louisans on it. Are you seeing real celebrities on there? I am seeing real celebrities. I can't say who, but I'll say I've seen musicians. I've seen. Like real ones? Real ones. Like like a lot of rappers, um, there's a what? lot of professional athletes on this sort of thing. A lot of young professional athletes, and I think they well, yeah, end they're up, going from town to town. They're going to town to town, of course. And also, like, how do they meet people? You know what I mean? Totally. And they, they can't go on hand. They're people too. They can't go on Tinder and Bumble. And no, they certainly can because they literally you're just going to get all these. Well, I guess if they just like pick through and only pick their ones, but I just feel like that would be really obnoxious. Uh, I think they're okay with it. Yeah. I mean, like, imagine <laughs> if you're a guy and you're going into <laughs> Chicago and you get on Tinder and you're a professional athlete. Like, I'll say this: I saw one of the contestants from a recent year of Dancing with the Stars. So, like, that's the caliber of people you're seeing on here. Hmm. Um, so, it's, it's, very, it's, you know, very voyeuristic more so. Um, I've had a couple matches it, uh, on that app specifically, and all of them have been just, like, one-word conversations back and forth, and then nothing happens. And honestly, that might just be my experience overall on the apps. And it's not just the guys, it's me too. Like, a lot of times I'm like, okay, you know what, I'm going to take a chance. This guy looks pretty handsome from what you can tell in a photo. I'm so much more attracted to a human in person. Oh, of course. Your personality, personality everything. Is just everything. But I'm like, okay, you've got the right things. You've got all your teeth. You got some hair. You seem like a nice, friendly gentleman. You got a job. You got a job. And then I swipe and then they're like, hey, you want to meet up? And I'm, I instantly get terrified and I'm like, ah, what do I say? And then maybe a day or two goes by while I'm trying to think about what I say. And then I forget. And then two weeks goes by and then I realize, oh my God, I just inadvertently ghosted somebody like a jerk. And I know how much that. You know how much that hurts me. I've told you. I know. I, I, on a personal note, I've told Michelle when I feel sad when somebody matches with me and then we don't chat ever again. So I know. But then I realize I'm that same person. But it, it has to make you feel a little bit better to know that the person who ghosted you probably inadvertently ghosted yeah, you. Yeah, that's you know, what I like to, personal I'd thing. like to think that. Um, I did match with somebody I was very excited about. And this is the this is the uh, on Hinge. I love Hinge because you can like a photo or you can like a question. You don't have to say, hey, I'm into you altogether. It's just like... Somebody has a cute photo of their dog, and I could comment and be like, cute dog, already opens up a conversation. So I like Hinge the best. Okay. Um, I swipe on a guy on Hinge, and I'm so excited because he's not from St. Louis, so he's not necessarily a a non-fan of the radio station, but he hasn't grown up listening to me, or he hasn't been listening to The Point for a bunch of years, so he has no preconceived notions of who I am. Mm -hmm. Very excited about this. He also works in the world of hosting and media, so he kind of understands what it's like to have to be on social media all the time. Mm -hmm. He's verified. On, on so he's one. real. So he's real. So I know he's real. Um, and he's into all the same things I'm into. Likes yoga. Likes yoga. Likes soccer. Likes soccer. Plays video games. Like It's just like very chill. Loves breakfast food. We're like, we're matching. We're into this. We have this great conversation. We decide to take it via text. First time I'm giving out my text phone number, my actual phone number, and I am excited. Whoa. So we start texting, Whoa. and he's leaving for London for a trip. And he's texting me on the plane. I'm like, wait, literally on the plane? He's like, yeah, technology's cool these days. So I figure we're, like, hitting it off. Yeah, you're vibing for yeah. sure. I mean, early in the conversation, I said, what do you like about St. Louis? He says, I love the food. I want to go get tacos with you. So I'm like, cool. So he says, I'm on my way to London. I say, great. Hey, when you get back, why don't we do tacos? Get a mission taco. Get some margs. Get some tacos. Sounds great. Yeah. And uh, that was the last I heard of him. Well, he, yeah, that's the last I heard of him. He followed, started following me on Twitter over the weekend while he was in London and then came back and never talked to me again. So, I, so no tacos. No tacos. Um, so I went on TikTok like a total grown-up, and I shot a video of me. Um, the verbiage of it is, text me back. Please text me back. And then I wrote across it, guy who I asked out for tacos, and I danced, and I posted it on Twitter. 
Uh, so that might have been ill-advised. But then you advised me to circle back. Yeah, just text him again. So I did. I want to read my exact text message because I feel like I was good. I was good on the verbiage here. I just feel like, what do you have to lose at that point, right? You know what I mean? Just double down. Ask him again. <laughs> so I like, did. Sorry, I know you're in Europe. Right? So I did. Hey, it's Lux. I hope you had a lovely trip to London. I'm just circling back to see if sometime this week you would love to go get some tacos. If not, no worries. Zero responses. No responses. Also... Does it see if he saw Here's it? the weird thing. He had, okay, we talked about this. Uh, he has, it's green. The bubbles are green. The voice bubbles, are, the talk bubbles are green, which means I think he has an Android, right? That means he has mm-hmm. Android because I've got the blue, so, I've got the iPhone. So he's out anyway. But every time I try and send him a, a message, Wait. it's got this weird spinning thing. Hold on. So he might not be getting my messages. He's not getting your messages. This is, okay. So is Whoa. this, is this, this is a salva- Is this salvageable? Because I just, yes. that's the first time I've seen that thing on this spinny, but I showed it to you on the last one. Yes. Okay, so if he's messaging you on the plane, it, I think, had to be on an iMessage. Yeah. Right? Because of Wi-Fi. Yeah. So if it's coming up green, that means that it's not the iMessages. So maybe he just doesn't know I'm desperate for tacos with him? Yeah, but he should have found a way to get in touch with and, you. The, you know, he's following me on Twitter, and he's tweeting, so I know he's out there in the world doing oh, things. Oh, you've seen him tweet? Yeah, yeah he yeah, tweets. No, so it's over. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> we were so excited. I was like, we can salvage it. It's over. It's over. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> we worked through this. It's over. But I'm going to need you to work through all of these with me. Go Can't wait. All, it's a recurring these. podcast theme. <laughs> Who is Lux getting <laughs> ghosted by this week? Or ghosting, I guess. Yeah. Well, you know what we need to do is we're just going to go out on the town in St. Louis. I'm going to wing woman you. Yes. So, dudes of St. Louis, watch out. Team up. Team up and you know what don't be afraid to uh don't be afraid to make the move on a gal in public um somebody asked me this question they're like well if you're if you don't like meeting somebody through apps what is an appropriate way for a dude to approach a gal um you myself carly from the blues mm-hmm. and maggie down the hall from espn we all went to the stlfc game and mm-hmm. we were looking hot and we're uh, four except for me who was ill you were you were deathly ill I but i gotta in- tell you you look you make it fashion uh, as I your instagram proves to hide my face <laughs> oh <laughs> yes i did ma- i did make urgy care fashion though. yes you that, did that is something i've done yes so we I've been known to so four of us out on the town looking hot we all love sports there's tons of dudes there in our age range and i could tell we were getting the eyes people were looking at us like oh cluster of four girls walking around together and, and I'm like, oh, man, why has nobody come up to talk to us? And then we discussed what do we think the proper way is. And here's my thoughts uh, and my two cents on this. You send a drink via the bartender. You don't Smith. bring over a drink yourself because no, none of us are going to drink that. We don't want to be roofied. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And don't be offended if no one takes it because that is just safety 101 yeah, for women. To being a girl. Don't, don't be offended. Number two, I understand you don't want to approach a group of girls because the rejection can be awkward. Mm-hmm. And if you're a group of girls and you might just be on an actual just like girls night, you're going to want to turn and say, hey, I'm sorry, I'm on a girls night. Or like, what if your friend's grandma passed away? So you're out having drinks for her. It's not the appropriate time to mac on dude, right? And I think we've all agreed that Nothing is off limits if the dude is hot. If a dude DMs me something like, you're sexy, and he's like, mm. What if he says, I want to lick your butt? Depends on, depe- <laughs> depends on how hot he is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're it's like, oh, if a guy comes over and is like, hey, and you're like, oh, you're hot, hey. But a guy comes over and he's like missing all of his teeth. He's like, hey, you're like, ah! Just a bit like the exact same action <laughs> has two different it. consequences yeah, to it. Yeah, totally. Right? So in order to mitigate all of those awkward moments, you send the drink via the bartender and you say, just please point me out. Now, as the female, you can either wave, them, if you're into it and you want to engage, wave them over or walk over yourself with your drink. You know it's coming from the bartender, so you know it's not been roofied. And if you're if you if you're not interested, you can say, thank you, no thank you. And you can even just pay for that drink and send the money back. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that way, he shoots the shot. If it does, you know, if it's not a match, 
There's no awkward confrontation. There's no you have to aggressively go over to those four girls. And also, if you saw four girls and you sent a drink to one, think of how special she would feel. I would feel really special if I was with a group of hot girls and a dude sent over a drink specifically to me. That would feel real special. And if he was hot, I would 100% engage, however necessary. So dudes of St. Louis, you're welcome because I just gave you the playbook on how how to get Lux. So if you see her out, (laughs) send her a drink. Also tacos. Or tacos too. (laughs) Lux, this was so fun. Thank you for hanging out with me. Thank you for being so open and honest. You are the best. Thanks for having me. I love it. All right. One of the most daunting tasks of planning any kind of get together is the bar. We've all done it. You go to the store, you just start piling things into your cart, beer, wine, booze, whatever you can find. You're literally guessing at what and how much to get. So wouldn't it be nice if you could just pick up the phone and call someone, have them take care of it for you. And that's exactly what Liquid Spirits new DIY service does. St. Louis's premier beverage catering service now offers DIY packages. So not only will they take your guest count and create a great supply of your favorite beverages, they can even deliver it to you and it's chilled. How about that? They're going to literally take care of everything for you. So your party's going to be awesome. You're going to look great and pull together and you didn't have to do anything. Minimal effort. So the next time you're planning an event, give the professionals at Liquid Spirits a call. 314-347-7297 or just visit them on Facebook and Instagram at Liquid Spirits STL. We're a little bit short on time here. I do have to hustle down to the ballpark for Cardinals-Cubs. We have a huge weekend series on deck. The Cardinals need to wrap up the division. Come on, birds, get it done. But if you haven't already, head to Apple Podcasts, search for Small Talk, find it, rate it, preferably five stars, and please leave a review. Thank you so much to Lux for hanging out with me for an hour. Follow her on all her channels, at Lux on Radio. If you're a hot dude, hit her up. She is single, ready to mingle. We will be back in action next week. But until then, good night, Boston. Thanks for listening to Small Talk. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or the Podcast One app.